Hey guys, as you know this month we are talking about cults. We just wanted to put a quick trigger warning up if you are um, triggered by things of murder and cults. Please don't watch this video. Um, go enjoy one of our plenty of other videos or tune in next month when we're talking about something different. All right. So yeah, fair enough, man. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cats with Tin Hats. This is Oliver. Wyatt. And Tucker. And before we get into today's episode, just want to throw a big shout out out there to our biggest fan, my dad, who sent us in these two amazing microphone stands that you can see if you watch the video. Just want to say a big thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it big time. And when we become, if we become, no, when we become big yes. time, big time podcasts like, uh, like our boy, uh, you know, good friend of mine, um, Rogan, you know, Joe Rogan, good, good guy of mine. Uh, we will, uh, we'll give, we'll give your dad 15% of what we make. You heard that, you heard this from, from me first. My mouth might not be a lot, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> My word might not be credible, but you are. Nice. I just want to be sweet. Nice. I want him to be. I, I want. I want me to be his favorite. I want to be his favorite. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> like, imagine your own dad. Like I think Wyatt's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's uh, let, let's start this podcast. I want to start by asking you a couple questions. Now, um, is a guy. Who wanted an all-inclusive church in the U.S. fucked? No, no, no. Is a man who fought for civil rights and African American workers allowed to work in restaurants fucked? Nope. No. Okay. Let's let's say this guy uh, made a retreat for all the people uh, from his church to go to from the ground up. Is that fucked? No. No. Sign me up. No. Right. What if he buried rats with his friends as a child? <laughs> and gave him a little burial. Is that a little... A little... A, a li like, a it's... Bit. It's it's weirder, but it's not weird. Because yeah. I know, like, a lot of... It's, res it's, it's respectful to the animal. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but it's respectful. What if he idolized and played as Hitler as a kid? That's, That's where we... Draw the line. It starts getting really weird. A little cloudy. And what if he orchestrated the biggest mass murder of Americans before 9-11? Ladies and gentlemen, this week we're talking about Jim Jones and Jonestown. And if you thought the past two cult stories we're talking about are messed up, they hold nothing on this story. Of um, yeah, so the level of what was going of what on. happened, yeah, for sure. So uh, Tucker, do you want to lead this one? Oh no. Okay. So. Uh, if you guys are interested in uh, watching the documentary that we watched, if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there. Um, suggest you go check it out if you're interested and want to learn a little more than what we touch on here. But uh, this is kind of the the early life of, of Jim Jones. Uh, his parents were uh, Lynetta and John Henry Jones. Uh, one thing that really, really um, was weird and I found... Um, Kind of, yeah. His mom believed that she was a very oh. important woman yeah. in her past yeah. life, and, and that she would 
replicate this in her new life yeah. of, of being somebody of very, very big importance. And her husband, he had he had survived a gas attack in World War One, and it it demolished his lungs permanently. He lived with uh, lung problems for the rest yeah. of his life. Yeah, he could barely walk, barely talk. Yeah, and they owned a farm, and it ended up that that the dad wasn't able to work on the farm anymore, and they gave birth to. Uh, James is his name, but his nickname was Jimmy and Jim Jones. Uh, They weren't able to afford the farm, so then they had moved into multiple rentals, and uh, they were they were pretty much castouts of their town. They uh, nobody really um, nobody really really kind of wanted them, or at least they didn't like. At least it was it wasn't the mom and dad were castouts because they didn't they say like Jimmy was kind of like taken care of by the community like they. All like, kind yeah, of like yeah. Was, yeah, he was kind of all all around, really. Because yeah, they knew the kind of they knew his. Because his mom was because oh, his mom was a bit of a wacko. Yeah. Right. Because she because she was just very like because her name we said Lynette, right? Lynette. Lynette. But didn't she Lynette. go by a different name? L- Lynette. Uh, I think Lynette. I want to say that's what she that she had changed it to. Yeah. Okay. Lynetta. Yeah. Okay. That's what she had changed it to. I mean, they grew up in a small town in Indiana. I think it's called Crete. Yeah, Crete. If, yeah. I, if I'm wrong, guys, throw it in the comments or, or let us know on one of the social medias. Um, yeah, he grew up in Indiana, and yeah. his mom did change her name. And, she a, and did she also lie about her age due to her husband for like, like it was very, yeah. she, she was kind of, she was just very sketchy. Yeah, it was just a weird, it's a weird, weird time, start weird, off. Yeah. If you want to learn a little bit more about that. Go watch the documentary. It's it's honestly it's it's a worthwhile watch, yeah. but some of the stuff is very upsetting. Um, yeah. Just letting you guys know before you check it out. Um, the, so, like we were saying, uh, the town would look after Jim Jones. Yeah, and if this is where he would go over to an older woman's house, and yeah. she would actually take care of him and give him pie, and she would also talk to him about the Bible and Jesus, and end up taking him to church, and. He loved church. He used to go every Sunday. He fell in love with it. And for the rest of his life, he stayed in contact with the older woman. Her name was Myrtle Kennedy. And she was the woman that showed him the Lord. And he stuck with her because she was the woman who brought the Lord into his life. And he always respected her for that. Um, This is when we get into... He would start picking up a roadkill and doing elaborate funerals, yeah. and and he would be preaching during them, and a weird fascination with death. Yeah, at an early age. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I don't know. Like here, my question is: like, at what point do you see some of these signs? You know, like yeah. I don't think any. Like, it's so hard because. I think that it just grows gradually over a period of somebody's life where yeah. sometimes you can't see these signs right yeah. away. Or, you know, you think, oh, that's just a kid, you know, growing up and, you know. Yeah. Oh, that, oh he's just a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, again, yeah. correlation. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Correlation doesn't equal causation. But mm-hmm. again, with Jim Jones, with Koresh, with Manson, all of them experienced neglect from a very early age. Yeah. yeah. The only, I think... I think the only, I think the, for at least for um, uh, Jim, Jimmy there, um, I think there is what, because what it was the forties. He, he grew up in right, or he was born in the forties, right? No, or 50, or, he, no, whatever. He was a kid during World War Two. 
Yeah. yeah. When, when, when was World War II again? I think it was in the 30s. 39 to 39. 39. So, 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 um... He was born in 31. 31? Yeah. So, let's just say, let's just ballpark into the 40s. That's when he started with the rope killing shit. You know how you say like, people, like, you know, you, the signs. I don't know if people even knew that was a thing, right? Because scared it's such a 70s when that's like very serial killer type behavior where it's yeah. dead animals no he didn't hurt any animals he's found them and yeah, he's them, found but, dead ones. yeah but yeah i know what you mean it's 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 weird thinking it's like you would think there'd be a sign but also it's like oh well, war and torn you know like there's a world war happening it's like oh she's just a kid being a kid i guess yeah right but and as we were saying like during this time world war ii broke out and at this time, kids would run around and pretend that they yeah, were like soldier. army, yeah, army guys, guys, right? Yeah, army, yeah. Yeah, army guy. Whereas, like you were saying, Jim wanted to be Hitler. Yeah, he wanted he wanted to play like he was Hitler, while the other kids wanted to be the a, Nazi stormtroopers. Because he was captivated by how he would talk and yeah. his presence in that. Yeah, and yeah. like you, it's so weird listening to to that stuff because you hear that a lot of people who go down a, 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 a wrong path listen to him and mm. hear the, his... To Hitler? Yeah, and oh, hear how like oh, how powerful, how powerful his speeches are, and then they try to almost replicate that in a sense where it's like... I mean, we see it with like certain people who take words, and yeah. then they spin them, and, and that's it, right? And I think sometimes people will see Hitler as somebody that did that and yeah. want to... You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, he would listen to his speeches, and he was he was impressed by Hitler's suicide. That's what he was really truly impressed with. Yeah. And so, so his parents would split up after you know his younger life, yeah. and him and his mom moved to Richmond. Yeah. And he met a woman named Marceline. And that's when he was working at the nursing um, or the hospital, yeah. right? Yeah. He was, he was like. Because he was working at the more he, he was given the hardest job with the people who yeah. were close to death. Close to death, yes. Because he was so fucking fascinated by it, he was the best at it. Yeah. But, oh, so interesting. Memorize everything about it. Yeah, all their names, their elements. And then he was getting, like, the best... Great, well, not grades, but... Yeah, the, the best, best um, yeah, I guess. Like, reviews. Yeah, yeah, the best yeah, reviews yeah. from it. Because apparently he was so charming. He was so charming. And, like, and, he, and he made the worst jobs... Fun. Even yeah. changing the, the soil, the diapers and sheets, he, he somehow made that fun. Yeah. And then, and then that's when he met. Uh, what's her name? Awesome. Um, yeah. And, and she she was the a head nurse, or was she? She was a senior nurse. A senior nurse, and she was three years older than him, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They got married on uh, June twelfth, nineteen forty nine, and they adopted a girl. And this is when he would start going to Methodist Methodist churches and. That was kind of because they were more accepting. Yeah, they're, more, they're, more, they're more social, right? It was more of a yeah. social aspect, right? Like at this point in time, it was social. And it was yeah. also, like at this time, it was a place where they were accepting other people of different races yeah. into the church. And, yeah. And when we go in deeper to this story, you see that... Um, Equality was a big thing for Jim. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. like one of those things where you're caught because it's like okay, well he wanted good things, but then somewhere along the line it, it just it, went. It just fell off the, the wagon. It's so and did not go back on. I think that eventually comes down to drugs and paranoia, but that's something we'll get into later on. Absolutely. Um. Uh, and it it turned out that he wanted now after going to these Methodist churches. 
he wanted to become a Methodist minister. Yeah. Um, he would, so what Jim would do is he would go in, he'd walk through, yeah. and he'd listen to the conversation. That he'd eavesdrop? Yeah, or, he's, he'd, he'd eavesdrop, and and then he would... Uh, then wouldn't he, go, and then wouldn't he go up, and then he would call that person up on stage, and he would know about about yeah. them and with their element with, and without knowing them because he eavesdropped and then yeah. they were like oh my god this is God talking and he made oh, it's God talking to me and I'm just re-saying what he's saying to you and then they had all faith in him because like, oh, yeah. he's, he's God's messenger yeah right? oh my gosh it's like one of the first evangelists type yeah. deal the out there yeah. yeah absolutely he was really he was really into the, the like the southern yeah. churching style yeah Especially the um, African American churches, uh, song of worship that they used to do. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the songs and the, mm. the atmosphere. Mm. <coughs> Bless you. Oh, sorry, boys. No, like, no, it's all good. Like, so he would, he would pretty much say that the Lord pointed them out to him, and that he would, he would proceed to heal them, and and kind of use, you know, the the Lord's power to to help them. And after this, like. Word started spreading like wildfire that this this young pastor could read minds, and, yeah. and he was like he had a direct line to God, yeah. and that you know God was talking to this this kid, and and like now a lot of people believe that he hired actors yeah. to to do the like to, to play like they were all healed and yeah. and all that stuff. A lot of people believe that he just hired he just hired a couple people, like, and then it was um it, it was. It's kind of weird, like, the history of it. I mean, like, you hear, like, he would go and he would, you know, pretend like he was, you know, curing somebody's cancer. Yeah. And, all right, go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm going to talk. I'm going to, I'm going to, do you know, my do my magic. Focus, focus. And then that person would come, come out, out of the bathroom and all a, of a sudden. With a bloody rag. And all the gum. And it was like an old, like, chicken chicken, carcass. Chicken awful or whatever, yeah. yeah. Awful. Right. Chicken guts. And then and it smelled, those ranch was rotten, and they're like, that's the cancer. And then, oh my god. Yeah. It's, out, it's out of you. It, it still goes on today. People do this kind of stuff today. Many in the U.S., a lot of places in Africa, they still do it too. For the, what, the, oh, the, these terminal like these? Yeah, where they just like fake. Spiritual. Spiritual, yeah. yeah I, think it, I think it's still really big in the South. Yeah. I think. In the, in the small town. I I think and I could skin because they're very charismatic, right? They, all these, all these pastors or preachers—they're all, you know, mm-hmm. very big. Very. Oh, sorry, go on. So, so, it, it, um, so he's been doing this for a while now, and and then in 1954 he had created a community unity church in uh, Indianapolis, and it started out small. The crowds were a bit small by the uh, the spread of uh you know word of mouth of this young pastor who's helping people and curing people and direct line to god these small crowds they started getting bigger and you know everybody started coming out and his goal his goal was to make everyone um everybody in the church to fight racism and and Mm. be social with everybody and accept everybody and you know, he had he had so many people that he had to go buy another church to fit the yeah. seven hundred that had come, and he he had now called it the People's Temple. Yeah. So it started out that you know he had a small crowd of people in this community church that yeah. he was kind of like, hey, can I start out in here? 
to the point where now he's got 700 people and has to go out and buy his, his other buy church yeah. just to fit the, the crowds. Yeah, and that's a question about like the name. So, because I, I kind of was confused on like how they, because they did mention it, why they called it the, or the People's Temple and without the apostrophe. It's because it, that way it doesn't belong to the people. Because uh, what the apostrophe is saying that the temple is theirs. Oh, so Valley Apostrophe okay. is just a temple for the people as opposed to the people's temple. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was confused when they said that. Like, okay, so the people, so the people's temple without the apostrophe, it means the temple for the people. Yeah, like and, it's not owned by anyone. And then if it was people's with the apostrophe, people own yeah. that temple. Oh, okay, it so it would be like their temple. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. It's smart. Now this, I think, brilliant. Uh, just one flick of the apostrophe. And... Yeah, be like yeah, this means this, and more people. Are, I guess it's more welcoming for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. So this is this is around the time where he starts adopting a lot of children. They, um, his wife and him, they wanted to have a what they described as a, a rainbow family, yeah. where they they adopted. He's mixed race or it's a bunch of races, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. a bunch of kids from uh, African American to Asian, Korean, Korean. and and that's and so Indiana weird. didn't allow it, right? I forget. I don't I know think, for sure. Didn't. Because wasn't it, or at least it, it was like looked around, it was weird, right? Two white, like a, like a white couple wanted to adopt very a, a, like a black yeah. kid, right? Yeah. A black child. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't heard of at yeah. this yeah. time. So, they, so, so then they had to go to California, wasn't it? Where they got the first, uh, where they got the um, Korean, uh, the Korean uh, kids, right? So what had happened That's Stephan, Stephanie and... So, I don't know. I thought that's what I, sorry, I, th- I thought that's what it said. Uh, I, 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 very I, I think it's California they went to. It has to be California right? that they went to. More the more freeing and more, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. that's where. But anyway, so sorry, go on. So he had his. Um, so he, him and his wife wanted to have a family, a big family of multicolored people, and. Mm-hmm. So, this so they started out. They adopted two Korean children, one boy that they, that they named Lou, and a four year old, uh, four year old girl named Steph. Stephanie, or Steph. I think it was Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. Um, it was Stephanie. So he adopted two Korean children, one boy named Lou and a four-year-old girl named, Ste- named Stephanie. And unfortunately, on their way back from uh, the Cincinnati Zoo one day, Stephanie was uh, in another one of the followers. It was a. Um, it was kind of like an outing for for the church. Yeah. On the way back, uh, she had been in the car with another one of the followers, and the congregation was out, and then, so on the way back, she, in the car with the other follower, got hit head-on by a drunk driver, and she was killed instantly. Which is, at least, like, a terrible fucking thing that happened, but at least she died quick, I'm hoping. Like, she didn't have to, like, she 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 wasn't laying there, like, Mm -hmm. you know... But still, fucking only being... I think she was only... Like, she was young. Like, I think four, four, maybe five, right? Yeah, four. Fucking just... It's a sad... Such, it was a fucking sad, sad fucking... And then you had the vision. Yeah. Oh, the mom? Yeah. 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 So so Jim's wife was, was pregnant. pregnant at the time. And she stayed home because yeah. she... It was like a terrible... Pregnancy pain, mm-hmm. like, or pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, she had said that the night that Stephanie was killed, she had a vision... That she came to the door, and she asked her, she's like, where's your dad? And she said, Aboki needs a mom and dad. And 
uh, she, nothing of it. she thought nothing of it and started putting Stephanie to bed and was like, oh, okay, put her to bed and then went back out. And Jim came home and he told her this awful news, that, yeah. you know, and she... Like, she didn't believe him. Yeah. She was like, no, I, I literally just, just put her to bed. Yeah. Like, I just put her to bed. She didn't believe him until they she walked into the bedroom yeah. and, and, and saw the empty uh, bed. Yeah. Which is, that was fucked. Like, that was funny for Desert. That's, like, you know, people who say, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, like, that's, that's when it gets so freaking, it, that, that's so specific of, 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 of it being Stephanie. And, it, and the name was of, Stephanie's actual sister's name, wasn't it? Yeah. Which was like, there's no way, and I don't think she knew this, so it's like, it's like, do you guys think that was actually a encounter with Stephanie Spear before she went to another place? It has to be something like that. Because it's too, it, it's either that it was that, or it's not one of Jim Jones's lies that he started spinning, but it's a lie so early on it's before the other side it just doesn't match up time wise. Okay. The uh, hopeful side of me kind of wants it to be that it was a spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's so much that this guy lied about. Mm-hmm. And there's so much he made his family lie about. Yeah. That you just don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think? For me, I, I, I'm I'm kind of the same mm. same with Oliver here, where it's like I I want to believe that it's a spirit, but I mean this guy is known to lie through his teeth, but yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. It's mainly that it it happened before the lies started, like the big one started. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you still do all the healing stuff and that, but it, it was nothing on like a family scale. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to believe that it's a spirit. Yeah. Like, I want to believe it just so that it's, like... It's a nice kind of... Giving them the... the, the, the there's nice, a nice story in this pile of uh, horror. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Well, fair enough. Right. So, they ended up that uh, his wife would go on to give birth, and they named the boy Stefan in memory of in his In memory of, sister. yeah. Um... And so after this story, after they they went through the the whole like seeing this this spirit, uh, Marceline believed that that was the the sign to adopt this this girl, and she's like, whatever. And they found out that yeah, they went back actually, to the same place. Yeah, yeah, Stephanie actually had a sister there, named yeah. Aboki. Yeah, and it was like wow. So they adopted her, and they they changed they. Uh, they changed her name to Susan. That was mm. her name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they would go on to adopt a, another child in 1961. He was, um, he was African-American. Yep. Is that the correct? Mm. I, is yeah, African-American. Yeah. yeah, he was African-American uh, in 1961, and they named him James jo- uh, James Warren Jones. So Junior, right? Yeah. yeah. So he, so he uh, has been very... Uh, very outspoken about this. You can see a lot of his interviews if you you YouTube it. Yeah. You can see some some interviews with him. <clears throat> and uh, and later they would have a, another child, or they would adopt another white kid named yeah. Tim. Yeah. And and there was a lot of kids in this family. Yeah. It's like at, at this point, I, I'm almost okay with like the lies he's had, like the evangelist side of it, because like 
No, he's promoting an he's promoting inclusive equality, world. Yeah. He's yeah. all for... He's all for everyone living in the same world peacefully and no race. None of this fucking racism shit where, like, you know, in the, in the dark, they're, you know, pictures from the, you know, from the back in the day where it's segregated, segregated where there were, you know, and it's it's just the fact that it's, you know, there were restaurants where it was plastered outside of whites only. And it was mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck? And if you were, an, and if you were any other color, you, if you went in there, you'd get barely any service or, or you'd get like the scraps. Of yeah. It. They, they just wouldn't, it's, and he didn't like that, which is, you know, respect. Like, you know, he's like, no, this is not fucking right. Like, I'm changing this. And he organized sit-ins. And it's mm-hmm, like, yeah. it's like, looking at the at the beginnings of, of, of his life, it's like, this guy wants everybody to be, you know, included and, yeah. and respected. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, I can get with that. Right? Right? And then, it's like, everything, it's so weird to me. Like, the beginning of his life is so different to the end. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like you said, it's it's just because of drugs and paranoia. And, and power. Yeah, and too. the power trip that he was on. Oh, he made that power trip, right? It's insane. So, after this, he would, so he had kind of gone down the same road as his mom and started believing that he was, like, a powerful man in yeah. his past life. Yeah. And, and in his past life, he had also fought for racial rights. Yeah. And he thought that, that the U.S. was going to be hit by a nuclear bomb and be wiped out. Yeah. And that's kind of what started this whole thing. Because it was Watergate that was happening at this time? Or? I think so. Some, something close to that where yeah. it was like Watergate and the rising tensions yeah. of the Cold War. In Cuba. And... Yeah. Like, not the Cold War. That's the 80s, isn't it? Yeah, Cold War was after. Because I think Cold War was the result of everything else. Yeah, so, like, yeah, the rising tensions Let me just double check that. I think it was Cuba. He had started to believe, like his mom did, that, yep. that he was he was a powerful man in his past life, that, you know, his his past life, he was, he was fighting for racial rights and stuff, and he believed that the U.S. was going to get hit by a nuclear bomb and wiped out. Yeah. And... and it was right during the time of, of you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah. and, and it, there was very, um, the threats were very real. Yeah. And it was starting to get really scary. Um, this is when he would go to Brazil to try and find a place for the temple. And he spent, like, two years in Brazil. And with him gone for two years, I, I, the temple started crumbling. Yeah. People started leaving. Like, he was the whole reason that, you know, a lot of the 700 people were there. And when he returned, he had to move to a smaller building. Yep. Yeah, because he lost everything. And I think that really killed him. I think that really uh, hurt his ego. I think, the, um, I think uh, after him going, you know, leaving to Brazil for two years, to do, cause was he also doing missionary work there, right? That's why yeah. he went. Um, and it was to also look for the temple, but to do yeah. missionary work, yeah. And then coming back, yeah, like I said, then him having to move to a very like to a much smaller temple uh where was it do you know his church is like his new one i guess it's still in indiana still in indiana yeah i think yeah i think that was the i think i think that was part of it that almost kind of like made him go a little bit more insane or not insane but more like more i guess hungry for power i guess more for more power because he lost it all it's like i want it back mm-hmm. i'm sorry go on i was just so after he moved to the smaller building, he starts going on like the, the revival circuit. So yeah, he went back. 
in like 1969 or 1967 he believed that's when the world would be engulfed in nuclear war and everybody would die and that's when he persuaded 90 followers to come to Redwood, California with him. Mm-hmm. And this is where the drug abuse starts, mm-hmm. the cheating on his right. wife, pedophilia. The, all that weird stuff starts happening. He, he became addicted to prescription drugs. Yep. And that's like the most famous thing about this guy, other than the events that happened in Guyana, is that he wore sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And it was it was purely because he was addicted to drugs. Yeah. So he had red glazed eyes yeah. all the time, and he would try to tell people that it was because he had such piercing eyes because he was so know, powerful. He was so powerful, and God gave him all this power when actually he was just a guy who was high. He was a junkie. Yeah. And I mean, he he would be in like drug-fueled paranoia and he believed that he was on a hit list on the government and they were out to kill him and this is when he would hire bodyguards and just they were you know they had all the weapons and yep. they were heavily stocked up with guns and ammo yep. and all this stuff and this is where we get into him choosing who he wants to sleep with in the temple and yep. creating these rules it was it's just very not what he was all about at first, yeah. right? And like with this, we can see parallels with Koresh mm-hmm. as well. That's one where the parallels can be saw drawing in from when the power gets to you, and right? Because the first woman he cheated his, he cheated his um, on with his wife, or he cheated his wife on, or whatever. The first one, the first affair was well, that with another pastor's daughter, wasn't it? Like a twenty-four-year-old girl, right? Wasn't it? It was. I thought it was one of the people's wives. Yeah. Because they had to talk about... Oh, 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 okay. Somebody's wife. Because she was against it. Because she was married. And then he was like, come on, let's figure something out. Let's... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because his, like, excuse... And he got one of, like, the... Another member to go to to her and say his wife can't satisfy him because of her back and yada, yada, yada. And she kind of was like... Oh, yeah, because her husband was okay with them. And they divorced. Okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry. And and her husband went on to... To still follow him, yeah. Um. So he would, yeah, he would sleep around with whoever he chose in this in this yeah. temple, and yep. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter if they were married or not, or of age. And 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 now this the temple gained a huge following in in uh, Redwood, California, and Jones would travel to different states, and now they had churches in San Francisco and Los Angeles. And, this is where uh, they would the temple would start requesting. You know, they give up a lot of their their salaries, what they're working for. Uh, they give money to the church, and, and and this is really where the paranoia and and the and the the act really starts to get to a height where yeah. he planned out that out front of his church. With all of his, um, um, all of his uh, followers, yeah, his followers and and the people who who went to the temple, he organized a shooting to happen. Did an assassination? Oh yeah, yeah right. A, a fake assassination attempt, and he would uh, he would walk outside of the church. Yep. 
Catch. Pretend to get shot. Get shot. Fall on the ground. And then, and then you know everybody was terrified. And then he would walk out while the while they were giving the sermon, or uh, talking to people, and he would appear to be fine. And he healed himself. And, yeah. And, and the power of the Lord gave yeah. it to him. It's just manipulating people, brainwashing yeah. them into believing that this guy was some this, some miracle. It, you know, you'd put on a service. So he arranged for somebody to shoot him out front of the church in, the, in like, the morning. Mm-hmm. And at night, he gave a service after that uh, and declaring it was a miracle that he was alive, that he had lived through it. Yeah, because he would go show, like, where he got shot yeah. and healed and he had, like, the, his bloody shirt. It was like, I'm just fucked. Yeah. It, it's amazing the stuff that's in this, like... It's amazing because all the followers believed him. Yep. It's like, it's amazing what this guy... Could pull. Yeah. The, what he got away with. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, nowadays there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. And you couldn't get away with that. No. But it's what, 67? Or it's like early 60s, early 60s going into, you know, mid 60s. Like, no, no one's... Like I said, it's, it's that time where everyone was innocent. Yeah. And... and it's one of those things where even at this time in, in, you know, in movies and stuff, you're still not seeing, you know, you're still not seeing shootings in movies mm-hmm. and, and stuff. Like, we're very accustomed to that nowadays. Where yeah. We've seen it so many times in, in, in media that, that we're just, we know if it's, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, we're almost, um, oh, what's the word? Like, um, desensitized yeah, that's almost, yeah, I want to say. Desensitized to it. We've seen it. We, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what I'm getting at here. Where it's like it's a bit more of a innocent. Well, it's like what you were saying before, like with the whole like Charlie, um, the Manson stuff. Right? It's it's an, it's an innocent time where, you know, people. What I don't have their, you know, they could trust their neighbors, unlock, you know, have their doors unlocked. It was very much like you 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 could just someone would say something, and you could probably say, oh, okay, they're telling the truth because why would they have like what reason do they have yeah. to lie? And uh, so I, I think that was also a lot of it too, like. You know, it's the sixties, and also him doing all his other things before, where it's you know yeah. um, fixing cancers at like times when people have like you know tremors and stuff. Him be like, oh, and then the like, healing, and then sometimes it healing, and him be like, I don't know how I did this, but okay, I'm gonna go with it. Or like you said, he hires people come in the audience. He knows what you know. He calls them up, boom, boom, we're healed. And I so I, I think it's just people, yeah, like you said, this uh, almost in that like him. It was him going so much in depth of a lie where it's just like he like no matter what way he turns he has a backup. He's yeah. like yeah no it's, it's like boom like it's he he's proved enough to show that he is a disciple of God to where these people won't question him. Mm-hmm. Nowadays yeah it's hundred percent you're, you're being questioned because people throw phones and all this stuff. It's gonna be up on YouTube and there's gonna be twenty five right? videos on how the T fakes right um, and and like how his body language. Yeah. In the video and stuff yeah. like that nowadays, right? So I think I think yeah, back then it just yeah, again, it was it's just you know technology killed you know just killed all that and or not didn't kill but it made people more aware of oh maybe there's two sides to a story now. Yeah. Like, what's the second side that he's not telling us? Well, back then and like you said too, he's he was mostly going for people who were more down on their luck, more poor poorer people. I think that's what they I think and so again those people probably wouldn't they're. Like, Hey, this guy's showing us nothing but great stuff. He it has to be true, right? So. And people who are who are, I think one thing that 
that I find with a lot of these 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 cult leaders is they go after people who are, are strong believers, mm-hmm. strong believers, and they and, and and they take them and then they're able to manipulate their belief yep. to what they want, mm-hmm. right? And and they find ways to manipulate these people into believing what they want them to believe. Yeah, and it's really sad. It really is because it's it's sad when you look at it like when you look at the whole story and, and you're watching it it's like wow because this this wasn't just you know a couple of weeks this was years mm. like years like at least what i don't think close to 20 years probably yeah from like when he starts to like when it ended at least right yeah i mean nine or we'll even more of it like yeah, yeah, we'll to, more, yeah. yeah like 1974 is when they end up going to guyana like, yeah it's it's just it's a whole lot yeah and like like i said if you guys watch the documentary it is a really sad story when you spend an hour and a half hour and a half 45 minutes watching it and really especially the freaking end there we'll we'll go into when we get there but yeah it gets it gets very real yeah very quick I find the problems that we have with these is they become stories. Yeah. They become stories. And, and, and it's almost like every time there's something more attached to it. Yeah. But when you get down to the root of what actually happened and and, and, the, and the realness and the fact that this, these were real people with families and stuff, it's when it's really, it, when it really gets sad. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's the same thing with the Mansons yeah. and Waco, and you know, there's you know, there's people who you know make movies about it, or they go on to make documentaries. But you know, these were real people; these were yeah. their lives. Yeah. Like, I mean, somebody came in and you know, just had a skip. Someone came with a silver tongue and was able to trick these people. Um, Come and believe in them and and uh, doing pretty much almost ex- almost everything that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think to me, like the thing that's really messed up too is the fact that like it, it seems like these guys, like these guys, didn't give a shit. Like, they didn't care. Like they had no empathy at all. Em- yeah, empathy for anything. Uh-huh. And it was just like like it's just like like I just. And I think, you know, like, for us three sitting here, and us, I'm hoping us three have the same mindset where it's like, we, you know, we're empathetic for all these people, and it's just mm-hmm. like, I, I, at least for me, I don't know, like, I can't speak for you guys, but for me, I can't wrap my head around, like, how you can't have empathy, you can't have any sort of, like, like, you're conscious, even if it's, like, the slightest voice saying, oh, that's not good, that's not good, it's that it being fully gone, like, no, it's, like, I don't think it, like, you know, the three people we have talked to about today, you know, Jones, Manson, and, uh, um, Crash. Crash. I don't think they didn't have any. That 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 voice in their head was probably so 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 mute because they just thought they were well drugged out, but also uh, they just thought they were just at least for Crash and um, Jones here, uh, Jimmy here, freaking uh, thought they you know they thought he was probably God talking to them, so they did they couldn't do anything wrong. So I'm not, I don't feel bad because then also they say I, um no sorry go ahead. I don't even think that I. Th- think they knew that they were talking bullshit though I, I don't think they knew they were the god's voice because you you must know i think to get away with the stuff they did 
I think, I, I think, um, I think uh, Jimmy did, Doug Jones here, but I think Koresh full on bleep, he thought he was this dude. Like, when, how we were going to it, he thought he was like that uh, Cyprus, or the mm. Persian king, and all that stuff, like, or his, all that. I think, I think Koresh is more fucking crazy, but, because, and we'll get into it, I, I know I'm kind of like, going kind of all over the place with this right now, and we'll get into it more, but, like, he, like, 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 like John, is John, John, John Jimmy, what's his name again, like, his full name? Is it James? James? James Jones? James Jones? I call him John Jones. It's not. It's not John Jones. Uh, yeah. So James, you know, he, and it wasn't just his. Like, like would you call him his disciples? Like his followers? Whatever. I like call him followers. Right? Followers. Like, they, like it wasn't just his followers. He tricked. It was the U.S. government for a while. Yeah. Right. It's the and, Guyana government too. And the Guyana. Yeah. We'll get into all that more. Sorry for cutting you off. I'm, no, it's all good. I, I just I think it's amazing what the human mind can tell itself, mm-hmm. and and the tricks that it can play, and and if you if you um, if you foster the, the the things and you you know you get obsessed with certain things and then all of a sudden you start mixing a little bit of substances in there. It's amazing what the human mind can tell itself. It's, it's amazing, mm-hmm. right? So. With Jim Jones, do I believe that that he he really believed it? I believe there was a lot of it, but I think some of the reason why he kept himself so drugged up was because maybe that was the reason. Maybe he was feeling a little bit empathetic. Uh, and voice. He was like, "Fuck, I got like maybe was, maybe that's one of the reasons." Well, that's I, yeah, fucking solid fucking reason. Like maybe that's why he was constantly high all the time. Is yeah. just trying to drowned out these noises telling him to stop or or maybe it was just because he could deal with the fact of what he was doing sober so he just kept himself high all the time because i know like i think there were struggles with with um you know pain and stuff yeah lung condition yeah lung conditions and stuff but i think it also has to do with he was constantly on uppers so he would do uppers until it was time to go to bed and then he would do downers to go to bed and then wake up and repeat the cycle like that has something to do with your mental state. Yeah. It, it, it's moving chemicals through your brain. Like, it's, you know, firing off different things. Like, like we were talking about with Manson. It's creating, like, for him doing LSD and, and all this stuff, it's creating new neural pathways and yeah. new belief systems and all this stuff. Like, it's playing with your mind. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, it, it, I think... I think when we talk about Jim Jones, drugs have a lot to do with this story as yeah. as well like as we did with Manson. Like drugs have a lot to do with this story, I think. For sure. And I mean like this is this is the time where he would he would, you know, now after this this staged shooting that he did, this staged uh, you know, assassination attempt, this is where the, the talks of him going to his followers and he would start going we need to get out of the the u.s yeah. people are attempting to kill me and this place is going to blow up and that's yeah, be new so yeah we gotta 67 leave. we got to get out by then and yeah. he was pretty much trying to talk his followers into following him to guyana mm-hmm. into where um they would build the new jonestown and and have like uh have their um like resort resort i guess or their their uh, it was sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. It was like uh, 
So he would start talking them into into the idea of going to Guyana and starting this new sanctuary and kind of what it would be like to go to this this promised land that he's promising, feed, feeding them, you know, promises. And in 1975, a year later, he persuaded his followers to go to this promised land in Guyana. Yep. And he would... Then he would claim that they would not only have to dedicate their lives to the church and him, but also their deaths. Mm-hmm. They would have to to give those over to to Jim and the church because he believed that he knew best. Yeah. And he wanted that control. And so we get into the the white knights, the tests of how how strong is their how faith? Far, yeah. So you know, he would uh, you know he would he would he wouldn't let them drink wine. But the one night he did, he told them that there was poison in it, and they had forty five minutes to live, yeah. to live, and to see how they would react. Yeah. And then after the forty five minutes, he told them that it was all a test to see who was faithful. Yeah. And these 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 white nights happened. They happened multiple times. Yeah. I mean, like the. It's gotta be. It's gotta be something that sticks with you for the rest of your life. That yeah. fear in that in that moment of, holy shit, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I think that's when too you're almost scared to leave now. So if he's like it's yeah, because it's it's a fear of like oh shit, like, he he just said this wine was poison. I got four four minutes to live. Lucky we're having panic attacks and. And it's freaking out until he says, "Oh no, drugs on you! It's, it's just wine, gotcha." And like your pets are also, I think you're just scared now. You're like, "Fuck!" Like what? Now it's like almost everything's out the out the door. It's like I, I, I now if I got always rethink this, but now I can't because he owns everything I have. Yeah. I got nothing, so now it's like, "Well, fuck! I have to stay now." And tie in the fact that now you believe it's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm connected with the guy who's get who's on the government hit list. The yeah. government's coming after me now." You right. know what I mean? So is it, you're almost scared, but you find security in him in that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, I'm trying to sound smart here, but especially Stalin, you're terrified as soon as you join his like royal forces. But you gotta stick with him at this point, mm-hmm. or else you don't want to know, or else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is it's so weird, man. I couldn't believe being in this circumstance. Oh God, no. So he would go on, like, after he talked everybody into going to Guyana, he told his wife that she would have to stay in California, and he would take the kids to Guyana. Yeah. Because she would run the church and, and, yeah. and pretty much take care of it while he was gone. And um, it ended up that his daughter, Susan, in 1977, dropped out of the church, and she cut all ties with him. And uh, she... Uh, and his wife at the same time in 77 had to drop off and she's like I'm I'm done because I'm not feeling well and ill mm. and she couldn't do her job this is where excuse me this is where he would start to to bring more followers to Guyana and he's like oh let's go to Guyana it's coming quick guys like let's right. go let's go let's yeah. go well little did the followers know he knew that a reporter in San Francisco named um, Marshall Kildoff was going to put out an article that that actually told what was happening inside of 
the people's temple. He yeah. was going to break this story open mm-hmm. about the... He was going to ruin... Ruin his... Yeah. His whole uh, thing that he yeah. built. So he was hustling people, the guy Anna, yeah. to try and, and kind of... Get away. Smooth the, the yeah. blowout that was going to happen. Yeah. But, I mean... It was... It was... Um, it was right at the moment when he saw that things were going to start blowing up in front of him. Yeah. I mean, this is also when a man named David Kahn, he initiated a government investigation because two of his best friends, and, and they were in and, and tied into the temple, they told this guy about the beatings and the abuse and, and, and the sexual abuse that yeah. was happening. And that that what was happening so the government was involved too as you were saying mm-hmm. like he fooled the government for a while yeah for a while yeah and and so he took all of his followers and he fled to Jonestown and he was kind of like running away from this article and the news of what was happening inside this temple with his followers that that were kind of ushered out with him into Guyana yeah um so when he got to Jonestown in Guyana yeah he took over full control. What came in, what came yeah, out, yeah. what news the followers got, yeah. and what news they didn't get. Yeah. So he would read through all the mail that came in. He would uh, take away the stuff that wasn't good. Yeah. He would read all the mail that came out and make sure nobody was sending anything or anything like that. And he would go into their their pavilion and tell false lies yeah. about what was happening in the United right. States yeah. and how... Um, the racism and stuff was was getting even even yeah. worse and stuff like that, so that it would kind of keep the people... keep them from being scared from going home. Yeah, because mm-hmm. also um, a lot of his followers were um, African American. So one of his biggest things where the KKK has grown so big, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's too dangerous to go back. there. And all those guys they dealt with racism and, and probably even Jonestown they were not dealing with it as much or at all. So like, I can't I'm gonna stay here again. Yeah, and like. The nukes are coming, and yeah, like I said, there's all these fabrication of these lies where it's just like Indianapolis is gonna is gonna is getting nuked. You're safer here. The world's mm-hmm. ending, kind of thing, or at least the states is gonna end, and and they were like, and they had to. Well, we're allowed to watch like a film. They said like every so often, yeah. but it was probably his choosing, and mm-hmm. like he had servants to like, like he was forced like they were forced to work till I think from like six till. I think they said that's from like six a.m. Then then then, then uh, all the way up till whatever. Then they had, then they had to stay up till like at least two, two in the morning for a sermon that he would mm-hmm. have. Then they would go to bed and then be woken up and go back to work. Yeah. I was like, yeah, at six. So not not only are you having a sermon and 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 all your all of your um, news is being fed by this man, but he's also keeping you up to the point where now you also got to remember sleeps of very very big part of 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 your life like so you know he's keeping these people sleep deprived which makes makes them more easier uh, probably to manipulate absolutely like i mean it's unbelievable i'm sure some some people who are listening you i mean i know that we we stayed up multiple nights where it's like four or five o'clock in the morning and by that third day you're going like you're loopy yeah like whoa What's going on here? But I mean, and then you have somebody who's force feeding beliefs and, and manipulating you strategically. Mm. Like, I mean, 
it's it's all a tactical ploy, and it's really disgusting when you get into it. Just yep. the, the 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 manipulation of people's minds. Yeah, and then um, Guyana, it's called, right? Or yeah, the Guyana. Oh, Guyana. So and also with um, so kind of like quickly just like put it in there too. Also, because they were because when they only a select like only a half of people were first moved there because he was he wanted to do it in like installments of like a couple of years because they were gonna build yeah. all the or, you know build the sanctuary but then buddy was getting close so he moved all like 900 there in a span of like a few months where they didn't have half the stuff yeah. built so they're saying all of the houses that were built for six people now 12 Just people in them. There, right? bathroom conditions were you know there, there was no toilet paper people were using leaves it was the water was contaminated it was cold only two minutes per shower per person a day none um, of the promises were none of the down. promises food was running scarce uh but then but then you know there's fucking him it is fucking you know he was fine oh, he, he had a refrigerator, refrigerator yeah. a phone fans were him and his like spouses and his because also he cheated on other a bunch of, he cheated with a bunch of other women who he's had kids with which we uh, didn't we really talk about much but he's had i think like five kids with other five different women, so a couple they, of them he got the parental yeah. rights to. Yeah, a couple of them the parental rights to, or a couple of them was like, no, I am. He's not my kid because it looks it's gonna look bad on me right, right now. It's he's this person, but um, uh, what are they like, um, Kano or Kimo or whatever they call them or fucking the um, I think it's like his like, last son. yeah Kimo yeah Kimo right that was his nickname yeah and um, they won't because he was also with, with uh, Carol Layton yeah Carolyn Layton yeah Carolyn Layton yeah and. Um, yeah, so, yeah, then, so they all went to, yeah, Guyana, and where they also got the government from them to help them sub- subsidize a bunch of stuff and help them mm-hmm. just trick them in. I think they picked there because it was South America, heavy-speaking English, or oh, that was the first language, and yeah. it was a very prominent African-American and um, Middle Eastern, I think they said, people? I think so. Where I think lots were, a lot of his disciples were of, of said yeah. race, so it was easier for them to, I think, to get accustomed to yeah. all the surroundings of the people and... And yeah, sorry, I just wanted to put that in there. No, that's all good, man. Like, honestly, like, it's good, like, having this conversation, like, having stuff because I didn't get everything. Like, I didn't, you know, and so, I mean, this is, this is where he's, he's going. And, and, and like you said, in the documentary, they said, like, a lot of these people, a lot of these people who are following him, they were from, uh, uh, different races and they and they were um, they they were in the time of, of severe brutal racism yeah. Yeah. and the documentary said that a lot of the people who were in Jonestown were like I've lived through the worst of racism this is nothing yeah, yeah. and that was the belief system that's that, that's in the documentary and I yeah. was like wow like right I mean the three of us I don't I, we haven't lived through that time so no. I, we we can only go and, and look at the the documentaries and the media and and, and hear, listen to the stories of the people that were alive during that time. But I think that line to me spoke volumes. Where it was like, wow, that's it was just like, wow, yeah. that's all I can say. Like I, yeah. I was literally all the words were taken from me because I was like, wow, how like how bad was that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you hear stories and, and it sounds terrible, but I think it's another thing to live in that time period. Yeah, and no, I don't, for sure. I don't think people will fully get it until they were in that time yeah. period. But yeah, um, because wasn't this also around the time when he did the first like fire drill, 
where he got everyone to it was like the first before like tensions started rising too much and he got like with a couple things he after like a few senses came down he did a practice drill of the mass suicide yeah yeah it was like another white knight situation mm. where it was like the, the wine again but it was something different it was, it was with everyone Mm-hmm. And then the people who uh, who didn't want to do it, they were forced to the front to drink. There was nothing in this liquid, whatever it was. He just drank it as a mass suicide. But um, 45 minutes one, they were all alive. It was another test. A lot of fucking shit went down. And it's unbelievable. Like, the stuff that happened, it's like, no way. Right? It's like, wow. Right? Like, it's almost like, oh, it's like, oh, come on, that was, that, you're, 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 you're stretching a little bit and then say, oh no, you were either, you were not stretching at all. You, if anything, you were trying your best to like soften the blow. Like it's, it is, it's fucked. And then also like, just like Koresh, he had uh, radios going on all the time. So his voice, he, he, people could hear his sermons all the yeah. time and like he was always around putting the fear of God in you. I mean, so yeah, the white knights started to happen and stuff like that. And this th- at this time, th- it hit the news, mm. and and um, the press started to find other members and talk to them, and, and the, the people started to believe that the, the members were being kept in Guyana yep. against their will, yep. and people started believing that, and. and uh, Jones had his wife flown to Jonestown because she was tired of trying. She was tired of trying to defend her husband yeah. in the U.S. and and she came. She was banished to a small cottage while Jim lived with two other women in his uh, yeah in his uh, in his like, his freaking huge place. Yeah, huge place with all that crap and it was it, it's it's just it, it was so fucked. And then even I think this was before it got really bad. Where, um, yeah, I think it was where again, he 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 got uh, was it humanitarian award? Yeah, he right? did, didn't he? Yeah, I forgot, I forgot what uh, year it was. So, this is a year before a year before the fall of or before he went back to crazy. Yeah, right? this is a year before the mess. Yeah, okay, okay, right? So, yeah, so he got a yeah, humanitarian award, and I think he was still, and I think Guyana was still, I think, oh, they were like. Oh, no, he was having a falling out now. He was having a little bit of... Not a falling out, but he was having... He was butting heads with um, the... Prime Minister? The... Prime Minister? Or the... President? Or? Something like that. It was after there was an investigation done in the US. Yeah. Yeah, it's when the Guyana and, started to talk and say, Hey, yeah. what's this about? Because they went to the old locations. They couldn't even find a cross on the wall. Yeah. And after that, they went, Oh, we need to look in to see if we can... This it's a tax-exempt organization or not because mm-hmm. are they even preaching religious stuff anymore mm-hmm. which I don't think they were I don't think they were I think they I think they stopped that and they just turned into a socialist fear mongering yeah again nothing wrong with socialism as a as, no, as, as long as it's as long as it's done not like no, nothing against political viewpoints or anything but this was socialism to to the stream it was or, uh, or, or socialism to fear yeah. So using socialism as a paradise in an event of like fear mongering. Yeah. But then also, uh, I forget what it was it, too. But like when um, he was saying, you know, another fabrication line where um, during um, Jimmy Carter, like President Carter's 
um, campaign around, he met the first lady and yeah. was saying like how he he and her had a good relationship and yada yada yada. And it's like and that was all fabricated a lie. It was like she met him once and it was just for like a, a campaign, like a campaign, and out, out of like charity or out of good like instead of like goodwill for him, yeah, like showing face and type thing. And he was telling his I think I think he was telling his disciples that he was like apparently President Carter was gonna if he won the presidency he was gonna make um, James Jones the Ambassador, ambassador, or some of Guyana, and it was just like, yeah, right, and it was just like, just I think, uh, again, I think that was just to more put more like, oh my god, this guy's so great, he's gonna be, oh, we should look, look, look what's gonna happen, when that was all fabricated, and uh, yeah, and then, so yeah, so we're, yeah, we kind of just finished off that, uh, we're at 77. Hmm? Seventy-seven. Yeah, with the humanitarian award. Yeah, I've I, I mentioned that. We can, we can go back if there's still more stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it's Fox seventy-seven. I mean, this is this is also where he starts getting increasingly more paranoid. Mm. And he yep. starts now suggesting going to Russia or yep. suicide. Yeah, he's doing a lot of drugs now. He's got his own mess. Yeah, he fell in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, like he's up this drug intake, and his his nurse there is in love with him. And yeah, giving him tons of drugs. And yeah, this is also where Debbie Layton she defected from the group, and then she went to the U.S. embassy to try and get help. Yep, and she she returned to America, and she signed a statement that Jones was planning mass suicide mm. in '77, and she had left her mother behind. Yeah. You're on that cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she provided an 11-page affidavit about the details of security and the living conditions in Jonestown. And he, uh, you know, they were starting to build a case here. Yeah. They're starting to, it was starting to now become something that was really real. Yeah. And now, a full year later, on August 8th, 1978, if you guys don't have anything to add for 77, is there anything I else? think the only thing with uh, Debbie Layton, when her mother did arrive with cancer, uh, they took Jim Jones away. took all the medicine away. Yeah. yeah. And there was another like red flag going, oh, that's not... Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. But I know of. There might be something, and it might be 77, it might be 76. Yeah. I don't know. I... Kind of, I like I I remember, like, I remember the fact that I just don't remember the years. Yeah, that's the problem. Right? There's so much stuff, and when we go into talking about people's lives, yeah, it's hard to fit a whole life into a, like an hour and a half to a podcast. podcast of, and but uh, yes, seventy seven. Um, she had defected back to the. She didn't they, they defect her back to the to New York, right? And that's when she told everybody and yeah. like, like a re- And that's when people now were starting to look into him, right? Yeah, like taking it very seriously yeah. now. Like, oh wow, we have multiple cases now of people who were in the temple coming yeah. and talking to us about this stuff, and now somebody who was actually in Jonestown, yeah, defected and is now telling us this information. Right, because it was when she was on the bus with a bunch of kids going from Jonestown to Georgetown. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway through, he just hopped off and legged it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she stopped off and went to the jungle, right? Yeah. And then they went found the em- or went to the embassy. Wow. Yeah. The shoot people, like, I mean, you know, like, all power too. Like, the stuff you would do just to, like, try to get safe people. And she tried her best to... Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, we'll get back into what, what happened, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that really was... He's 
so manipulative. I mean, in on August 8th, a full year later in 78, he tells his followers that he has terminal lung cancer mm-hmm. and that he's going to die. And his followers, they were horrified. They were, mm-hmm. they were so sad and, and really they were they were really uh really horrified at the idea and it turned out to be fake he yeah. was lying you gotta have a you gotta have a couple of people there who are also thinking oh fuck what's gonna happen to us then yeah what are we gonna do now who's gonna take over because a lot of people want it out yeah mm-hmm. yeah so back in the u.s congressman leo ryan he was a Cal- he was from California. He was a Californian congressman. He he stepped up to look into this temple yeah. situation and and how there were like there were eight members that were killed. That very weird circumstances around this temple. I was there any eight? There was a huge like there was like a something happening back. There were as soon as the members were like. They were kind of defecting from the group. They mysteriously died. There was mysterious oh, murder. There was like five in the U.S. Five murders in the U.S. That when they left, that they yeah, were yeah, found um, by railroads and stuff like that. Yeah, they had someone was Yeah, someone was. But like, there was no cause of death. No, nothing. They couldn't yeah. figure out what happened. It was. It's just weird. There were eight temple members that were just killed we just, from because they didn't want to be in the group yeah. anymore. Wasn't there? I think this might be this might have been after the whole event, but wasn't there a family that was executed in their house? Right. That's like right at the end. Oh, okay. That's like after. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. So, this is where we get to, um, you know, kind of the final days of Jonestown. Uh, on November first, in nineteen seventy-eight, Leo Ryan announces that he will be going to Jonestown. Yeah. And. They actually traveled on the 14th of November with 17 worried family members, an NBC news crew, and a bunch of newspaper reporters, as well as his, has, like his, his entourage. Yeah, his group of... His group of people, people coming he's, with he works with, yeah. And, um... Jones, he tried to put up restrictions to... Yeah. With the with the uh, Guyanese officials and, and pretty much tried to make it as hard as possible yeah, for these he tried to stop to come it. in. Yeah, because yeah, he, he, he saw that as an attack against his control yeah. and his, his manipulation and, and having other... It's like if you're only with, you know, a, a person and their ideals and, and constantly... and If somebody comes in with a new ideal, it could totally open up your world. And yeah. that's... That's the complete opposite of what Jones wanted. Yeah. yeah. And on so a couple days later, on the seventeenth, Ryan and his and his crew of his crew of three. Yeah. And nine journalists and four worried family members traveled to Guyana because of the restrictions. Yeah. So. Oh, so Ryan Spear and Doyle could only. Um, remember because they they got there, but only um, they when they when they got there. Sorry, only... my notes. I watched this a while ago. No, it's so... all good. Oh my gosh, Darren Jones just retweeted. Oh, wow, that's terrifying. Okay, sorry, I just I saw it's that. all good. Um, yeah, when they got to Guyana, yeah, um, they were allowed, but it, the cameras were only. I think it was. 
Oh, he only saw so, only um some some people had to stay back with at like the plane. Yeah. Um, but he was allowed going with his people. They were allowed going to talk to talk to people. And, yeah, three um, people were allowed in. Ryan and two others were allowed to go in. And they took a truck, and after yeah. two hours of trying to persuade, um, trying to persuade Jim Jones to come out and talk to them, yeah. he finally did. Yeah. And he had talked to Jones and. And Jones finally allowed the other people to come, come in. in. Yeah. And they uh, they took the truck. They went yep. back to the airfield and picked everybody up. Uh, fresh food was prepared. Yep. And, fresh food. And, and you could talk to anybody. Music was playing from the Jones, George, I think Georgetown band or whatever they called it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like open book. Ask anything, anybody. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's all good. Again, yeah. him, Gary, him planning on, okay, they're going to somehow come. I can't stop this forever. I need to now make, get everything so to prove that these guys are not being abused there's no yeah trying to put a front put on a stage play yeah exactly so i mean after the night ryan went around talking to people a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of the reporters yep. you know everybody went around talking to everybody at the end of the night you can actually i believe there's a video of it or or there's there's like um maybe a recording of it but you can hear leo ryan going up on the stage in the pavilion and saying um after talking to everybody, there's no, yeah, there's he, he there nothing wrong. Like here. he was wrong. He was like, yeah, I was wrong here. Nothing, nothing's, nothing's gone wrong about this place. Everything's, Everything's fake. Good. Yeah. What they've, what people have said must be false. Yeah. I yeah. talked to everybody, and they're loving it. Mm-hmm. And he was met with like explosive cheers and clapping, and everybody loved it. And that's, yep. I don't know if that was planned or not, because I that's, think it was. I, I believe it is, but I don't know if it was like people. There was like half people believing it, or like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it was a mix of I think I think there was a mix of some people doing a drone. I think I think it was a mix of people like yeah, yeah, but then also some people like let's fake it and then hopefully we can try to maybe get along with him and say hey, no, this isn't true. Yeah, you know, no, 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 like no good. Like the the one uh, couple that gave uh, handed um, I think it was him the note or one of the NBC? it was one of the um, one reporters one reporters the notes. Don Harris. Yeah, 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 saying please take us with you. Yeah. Or Jonestown isn't what it is or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, so that that night, while well, Leo Ryan's up on stage, Don Harris, one of the reporters, he he got a, a note in his hand, and it was from two followers named Vernon yeah. and uh, Vernon Gosney and Monica Bagby, and it read, please help us get out of Jonestown yeah. on a piece of paper. And I was like, wow, that must be terrifying. Like, like right. the, the, the reading that and going, wow, you can't even tell me. Like you can't even yeah. you can't even vocalize this mm-hmm. because you're so like scared that something might happen yeah. right there. I, I would have been terrified yeah. for them, let alone oh. those two, right. those two people. And then Leo Ryan went on. He promised that he would get those two. Yeah. Uh, out. He would try and do everything that he could to get them out right? yeah. and help them, and that that uh, they would leave with him the next day and. He was going to try and get them out of there. Him thinking that, oh, maybe they just want to go. Like, this place seems yeah. really nice. No problem at all, probably, yeah. right? And uh, and then he got the reporters to go around and just interview people and say, hey, if, if give them an out. Yeah. If they want to come with us, they can come with us. Try and give them an out, but don't make it obvious. Yeah. yeah. And by the next day, 11 members yeah. took the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Eleven members wanted to leave with the crew. Yeah, and Jones or and 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 uh, good old Jimmy was okay with it because he didn't want to look like I think yeah. 
he's holding them off. He's like, okay, that's fine. And in his head, too, it's like, oh, okay, well, like, what? I think it's 3% of his, of his he's lost his people, yeah. whatever. Because was it, I, I don't remember, was it after the people said they'd leave, or was it before Ryan arrived that he phoned into Georgetown? And gave the code word for the mass suicide. After. After. Okay. Yeah. It was after, right around, like... It was, um... It was right when they went to the airfield to leave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was basically uh, right when they left. After... So after they went to the tarmac for the final time, mm, that's everything when... happened, which we're going to get to. That's, that's when okay. the call, call happened. Because oh, okay. that was pretty much... Oh, shit. And you know that, game. Yeah, that Defcon, was it. Yeah. Well, minor, Defcon, probably whatever the fourth Defcon is, I forget. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Like... Yeah, but then this is not a trail, you know. Yeah. So the 11 members the next day, they're taken to the airfield, and, and Leo Ryan interviewed more members to yep. see that, that day that they were going to leave. Yep. And um, the, the later, the ones who were, they, there were people who were not allowed to stay at the camp that day. Yeah. And Leo Ryan was one that was allowed to stay, and a handful of others. Yeah. Um, the other ones who were not allowed to stay the night at the camp, they, they came back for breakfast and a tour of the, of this, uh, temple and yeah. this kind of like this area that they had been living in for a while. Yeah. And everyone they talked to, they, they said that it seemed rehearsed. Like they had lines yeah. to rehearse and say and, and all this stuff. But I mean... Jim had heard that the 11 people were leaving and he was met by 15 more who wanted to leave. So what's mm-hmm. that? 26 people now yeah. wanting to leave? Yeah. Yeah. He was pissed. He yeah. was livid, right? And Next to the calling of the planes, they weren't expecting yeah. that much mm-hmm. people. and All this all this stuff and he was livid. And, and they said that this is right around the time when the winds started to change and this beautiful utopia yeah. started right. to feel very mm. something... The storm of ruin. Something sinister was lying underneath the surface here. Yeah. Yeah. Something was, and it wasn't too far from the top. Yeah. And um, it felt hostile. And Leo Ryan and the other people are in there helping people pack their belongings because... Mm. They wanted to get them safe as soon as possible, and he got he got passport he got the passports because Jim yeah, Jones had everybody's passports, yep. um, and he was Jim took it very personally. He he was offended at the thought that they would leave. Yeah. He thought it was so disrespectful to him, and he took it very personally. He was livid. Yeah. Um, I mean this. This is all happening as now, not only was it metaphorically a storm was brewing, there is now a storm over top of this, of, you know, Jonestown. Yeah. There's a huge storm that comes in. And uh, the people who wanted to leave, they were piling in the plane, and a man named Al Simmons ran towards the truck, and he has two That's kids, kids yep. and he's saying, hey... I want to leave and with my kids. And his wife was in hysterics because she wanted to yeah, stay. Sure, yeah. She was saying that you can't take my kids. Yeah. You can't do all this stuff. And and Ryan reassured him and, and the wife that they were going to try and find an agreement. And, yeah. and, and then they were going to leave the next day. And he, again, Ryan would, would say that he would try and uh, help the couple find an agreement. And he would leave the next day with them. And, uh, all of a sudden, this man named Larry Layton came, and he said that he wanted to leave. And for some reason in my head, 
the woman that we talked about at the beginning was married to Larry Layton. Yeah. I, I, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Because when I was watching the documentary, I was like, why are they showing a picture of him in handcuffs after that? And I was waiting for some story with him. And then when he came up in the end, I was like, oh, okay. It's just like, so So I think that he, that was the woman that Jim Jones had first cheated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, then he divorced her and married someone else, which then, which then maybe, who knows, having he and I think, and I think he, he fucked around with the other girl that he was married to and I had think a kid or something. I thought so. And I remember he, vividly because I was he, like, he's going after this one dude. Yeah, and, and this dude did not care. This dude was all like, oh, okay. He was like a hardcore Jim Jones believer. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he wanted to leave too. Yeah. And everybody there in the truck leaving was so suspicious. They're like, why does this guy who's so hardcore in the belief of Jim Jones... Yeah, wants to leave. Wants to leave. It just seemed... Fishy. Yeah, it seemed like something was afoot. Yeah. And uh, he was the most devoted followers. Yeah. He was amongst the, the most. Well, one of the, I think he was one of the top guys in his in his, in his cult. Yeah. He was like almost, he was close to being a right-hand man, I yeah. think they were yeah. saying. And, you know, all the defectors in the truck were very skeptical of this. Yeah. And so the truck had left and... and and as it was leaving, it got stuck in the mud. Yep. And it was, it, and it wasn't able to move. And one of the followers lunged at Leo Ryan and ended up, uh, I think, cutting him. Yeah, it was stabbing him, and and he went and he had a knife to his throat. And you know, the two legal men from, you know, Jonestown came and they talked the man down. And yeah, they talked. Yeah, they. And then, and then that's and that's what. So, and they knocked him to the ground, the ground and, and held him down. And then that's what helped um, Ryan, his name, or mm-hmm. to get to the truck because he got because they were stuck in the mud, so he was able yeah. to get there and get right. on the truck and say, "Okay, let's fucking go." And that's where things changed that's from where, being like, "Oh wow, these people just want to leave," to this is this violent is, and yeah. we need to get these yeah. people out of here. Yeah. So he went, Ryan. He took all his stuff and he left immediately. And and as I said, the truck was stuck in the mud, so they walked to that truck. Yeah. And um. This is when, uh, now, as they met in the mud and they're driving to the airfield, seven to eight men boarded on a tractor and trailer and were all heavily armed. Yeah. Jones then called his kids at the baseball game in Jonestown. So Jonestown had a baseball team for the kids. It was called, uh, Jones... I think it was, like, just the Jonestown team. The Jonestown baseball team or something, yeah. Yeah, so he called Jimmy... And told him and his brothers, Stephen and Tim, that they were going to meet Mr. Frazier, a.k.a. that everybody dies. So yeah. this this had now, the phone call that yeah. you were talking about, and this had now set into motion yeah. the... This, the end. The gears yeah. that got going, yeah. The, the end of, of this, end of this thing. And... Um, I mean, his, his son Jimmy was terrified... He, that he was, his son Jimmy was terrified. He thought that he was going to call uh, the office of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And the three brothers were trying to get their dad to change his mind and, and, and trying to say, hey, no, 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 don't do this. Everything's good. We can figure this all out. Yeah. Steven told the basketball coach uh, to radio the office in San Francisco, San Francisco, and tell them that do not do anything until you hear from us, yeah. from the from the sons. And uh, 
then two brothers went out to get help. They tried to go out get help from police and stuff like that. Um, as that was going on, the defectors had arrived at the airfield. Yep. Uh, while this is happening, the defectors got to the airfield. Yep. But there were no waiting planes. There were waiting. No, yeah. So two planes arrived, yep. but they didn't have enough space for everyone. So it was decided that all the defectors and the media crew were leave go. first. Mm. And... Then they would wait until the next plane came, and then they'd be on that plane, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the crew, some of the crew waited, were going to do one last interview. And this is where everything starts. Starts, yeah. So it was at the end, and everybody was boarding when the tractor and trailer started moving towards the plane. Because the plane was, the plane was starting to move, too, to, to take off. Yeah. Everybody was getting on. This is, so Larry Layton actually was a spy and he pulled out his pistol and started shooting and the men from the trailer started shooting and yep. and it, it went into chaos and several people were shot they were either wounded or dead yep and i think ryan lost his life right he, he was he was one of the ones who got shot right mm -hmm. yeah so i mean there there is video of Oh yeah, the last clip yeah. of the show. The last bit. The of camera it? caught right before he, I think the cameraman caught it before he died. Yeah. yeah. And there probably is a full version of it. It's probably getting forced. Because it just ends on them shooting in the documentary. Yeah, right. and yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't no. want to find that video. No. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can go on and find the last, and they play it in the documentary, the last taping of this stuff, and I'm not. That part kind of that part really mm -hmm. fucking. Mm -hmm. It hits hard. Yeah. And we will get, it, get to that very soon. Yeah. So, um... Sure. Um... So, so everyone's dead at the airfield base. Or all the... Um, all the people who wanted to leave. Yeah. The, the, I know a lot of people ran into the jungle. There was yeah. like 11 people who ran who, yeah, into the jungle. Yeah, were escaped. But I think, I, think, I think all the media crew... I think all the, all Ryan's dudes were dead. Mm -hmm. I, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so a couple of the, the... couple of the deserters were also killed. But then, yeah, I think some of yeah. them were able to make it into the jungle. I... Don't know if they if they would have survived or if they were hunted down. I think down. they did. I think there was eighty five people who survived. Okay. So, um, so then the guys, the seven or eight guys who were in the tractor and trailer, they all got back in and yep. they left. Um, so, Jim's son Lou then announced a meeting back at Jonestown. Yep. As this was all going on, and everybody met in the main pavilion. Yep. Um, this is where fam all the famous photos, the infamous photos, are, are, are taken. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, this is where, you know, Jim's having heated conversations between his followers and stuff like that as, a, as, as this big metal tub is getting filled with purple flavor aid. And they mixed Valium, Floral Hydrate, and... Uh, cyanide into the flavoring mixture and this is where he started his address this is um, this is recorded uh, you can find it I think on YouTube yeah, uh, yeah. it is a, a really really uh, unsettling it's very like you like cause they, 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 sh they play a bit of it and so what they did was because um, there was roughly 900 900 nine hundred. Nine hundred people. Yeah, three hundred of them were kids, and so so what John, so what he made so what he did was he got syringes and for the little kids, he got his parents, the, the, the kids' parents to 
get some, get, get the, the Kool-Aid, the flavor-aid, right? And uh, fill it up with the syringes and force it down their kids' throats. Um, that melts for them to die. And um, there is, and you hear videos of of kids screaming and parents, you know, of, of, of people dying, of, people, of, their, of the kids, you know, screaming, not wanting to do it. The, the parents probably also scream, not want to do it. You hear, you hear, you hear him say stuff. I didn't pay attention because it was more, it was just so fucking. It was just like a normal sermon. He it was, was a normal angry. sermon. He didn't care. He's like, yeah, he's like, do it. You know, you'll be on like, you know, listen to me. Like, you have to do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, him not caring and you, I while you hearing. I remember a vivid line from it where he said, they're going to a better place. They're going what? to a better place. Now that's, that's all he was saying when yeah. you listen to it. And it's like. Whoa! What the fuck? Right, and and and, and this, it shakes you up because right? you're like, whoa, because it's real. It's, this it, is real. It's real footage. It, 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 exactly. It's not fake. It's not a reenactment. It's real. It's a real recording. It's a real recording of kids who are probably no older than maybe ten and younger dying, and it's it is unsettling. And I'm, and there's a lot more to that video, which I'm pretty sure you and me have heard before when we were. Talking a little bit back when we were in school, when we were talking about this, when there's you can hear more stuff, and then that's when, when they when the kids are all dead, that's when the parents and everybody drink the you know drink the Kool Aid, but the because the theory behind killing the kids first as well was so the parents had no if the kids died, the parents would have no reason to live. Yeah, and he's and and this whole time too, he's screaming that somebody's gonna shoot the pilots of the plane and that. All of a sudden, these people are going to parachute down on them in the jungle, and and if they parachute down, the like the government is the government's parachuting down on on, on us, and and it's better off if we take out the kids first, and all mm. this yeah, shit. all the all the bullshit. And he's saying that you know, because you know it's better off if there's no children left because they're going to parachute down on us and kill us, and it's all this weird like. What the hell is happening? Yeah. And, and it's all in this recording. And and honestly, if I'm going to be honest with you, I really suggest that you don't listen to it. Yeah. Honestly. Because it's it's the classic like curiosity, and yeah. you will, I guarantee it'll, you it'll it's today. horrifying. Yeah. It is. This is one of those things. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I'm happy that in the in the documentary, the the man does. He, it's like probably like a forty five second like disclaimer of yeah. skip it if you want. Like this is real, you know. This is not meant for everybody here. This is, this yeah. is unsettling, and so be aware. You know, just be aware. It's near the yeah. I think hour and I think like fifteen minute mark yeah. when this happens. Like near, it's near the end, and yeah, and yeah, and then yeah, like I'm. We'll throw it here. Like if you if you are interested in it. We can't control you watching it. Yeah, yeah. Of course. If you're interested in it, you want to go listen to it, just, by all means, go ahead. But just to let you just know, I'm pretty sure all three of us have heard snippets or maybe the entire thing. It's fucked. And yeah. it's... And the entire, te- the entire thing, it gets more fucked because yeah. the people who didn't drink got shot. Yeah. They're either getting shot or hold down and injected. And injected, yeah, because yeah, they said they were... Yeah, they saw like... It's, it's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of it... He shoots himself, just like fucking his favorite man Hitler. Yeah. And um, so he, so he had told his wife to to get her to, to take this. He had told his wife that that their sons and and everybody in San Francisco had already done it. The basketball team yeah. is dead. Yeah. So that again, she would have no reason to live. He knew that her reason to live were her kids. And if he took, if he gave her the idea that that was taken away, 
she would not hold up any wow. any forfeit. He, oh, it's so fucked. But I mean, news started to come out about uh, Ryan's death, and and this was only the tip of the iceberg. So yeah. I mean, after this, after everybody had, after this whole terrible situation came to an end, nightfall, and he had he had shot himself and. And his girlfriend. And his girlfriend. And they were the only two that were found shot. shot Other than, like, they had, like, a pet monkey or something. Yeah, yeah, Benzi, who was also killed. So they were the only ones found. And I was like, wow. Like, because in the documentary, they say it's not a peaceful death. It's a very violent death. Because it's suffocating. Yeah, um, because you're foaming on the mouth and then, yeah, you suffocate. I think your your throat just closes. And then your body just goes into spasms. Yeah, and then you, you just suffocate from... I think, I think you just almost drown. I think also on your own, like, yeah. probably the foaming and, and probably the blood. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I vividly remember, because I was listening to it on my headphones, and I was oh, like... God, that would have been fucking terrible. I am... And my girlfriend was sitting beside me, and I took my headphones off, and I, I, I remember how fucking livid I was, because I was like, this fucking piece of shit puts everybody through this and then fucking okay. puts a bullet in his yeah. head. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I right. I rem- I'm st- I get so angry about that because I'm like, you fuck. You fucking you fuck. You crap. preach yeah. all this shit. You yeah. do all this shit and then you shoot yourself and in you the take head. The easy way of you fucking stupid cunt. <laughs> I just I it pisses me off, man. Yeah. Like, I remember that's it was right up near the end of it and I, and. It was just like it wears on you. This documentary wears on you because it's just because it goes from one to hundred real quick. Because I think the, the bit that got me was just the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. If it's adults, they've got enough free will. They got if there was being gunned down, mm-hmm. atrocities happen. But as soon as you forcefully murder children and like your own children, in the most like painful way, yeah, by making them either sta- either injecting it into their bodies or. Shooting down the... their throats and and uh, yeah and then and then also then they go because I think they said one, two two women I think or two elderly people they hit and they so they they survived this whole fiasco yeah. one hit under a bed one hit under a bed and the other one was found somewhere else yeah. later but like again because you know this is in South America it, and they say it like some of these people were were they couldn't recognize them because. Um, the, it was so hot. The, the decaying was happening real quick. They made you know, maggots and everything was trying to eat the bodies. They're De- bloated. Decomposition. Decomposition. Like yeah, like there's all nine hundred and eighteen people were killed that day. Yeah, eighty seven survived. So the people who yeah, were who taken out and and who ran into the yeah. jungle and the people who who hid and stuff. I think and like you were saying, four hundred and nine people couldn't be identified. They've right. never been identified. And I think. Out of the people, of the, of the you know, like I know they call it the Kool Aid, but it's flavor aid. Out of the flavor aid fiasco, I think only two people survived out of that fiasco. Yeah. Or a couple more, because I think he, he sent three people to do to go to Georgetown to do something, right? He sent because um, one guy, um, it was three dudes, it was two brothers, and then uh, one of like the so so called fathers of one of one of his kids. Who later oh, shot himself in the head because they were doing a um, with the Smithson. They're doing a um, oh, they're a supply run. I yeah, think. supply run. Yeah, they're doing a supply run, so they survived. But, but yeah, so what? Eighty, so eighty-five people survived in total. Eighty-seven. Which, Eighty-seven, sorry, which isn't a whole, which isn't a, out of nine hundred people. That's fucking, it's fucking terrible. It, it's fucking, it's heartbreaking. 
There's right? like, I mean, this is where at the at the end you you realize there's seven million dollars found in multiple bank accounts. There's mm-hmm. over ten million dollars. They said all taken from these people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from their salaries that they mm-hmm. were working their they were working their asses off to make this money, and he was just taking it. Yeah. He was taking it. Seven million dollars. Now the only person, the only person who was who has ever felt any of the of the um, guilt, the guilt and the was it's not right. It was Larry Layton. Larry Layton was okay. so he wasn't found guilty in a Guyana court, but because his defense was that he was brainwashed. Yeah. yeah. But when he was transported back to the U.S., he was found guilty of conspiracy and aiding to murder. He was yeah. paroled in two thousand two. He is wow. the only one who has gotten any sort of repercussion for this. Wow. He's the only one. Wow. Jim's jo- Jim Jones was cremated. His ashes were spread in the ocean. <laughs> and the site of Jonestown was tended to by the uh, Guyana government. They allowed refugees uh, from Laos to stay there for a few years in the early 80s. Um, then a fire broke out in the mid-80s and some of the buildings were destroyed. Makes the jungle take over, right? Yeah. yeah. In 1998, Jim Jones Jr., yep. he went back with the news crew and found the remains of, of some things. The, uh, the, the barrel. The barrel. And, mix the uh, drink. What was believed to be the tractor and drill. Yeah, the tractor, the, the engine, a yeah, bunch of stuff. And uh, in 2003, the site was cleaned by a TV crew and they were recording there for the 25th anniversary of the event. And um, That's like, all I have for um, I forget her name, but... Um, it was because they, they had the, like, their, I think it was in Georgetown, like, the one girl killed her yeah. two kids, got her other daughter to kill her, and then she killed herself. Yeah. Like, and they all died in a pool all of knives. blood. All the knives, right? Died in a pool of blood. Um, but yeah, Joan, like, yeah, fucking Jim Jones fucking, fucking took the fucking coward's, coward's way out and shot himself. Um, and, uh,. You know, and, and this was this was the biggest, at least at the time, where it's that I think still the one of the biggest, like, I think mass, American mass suicide mass, well, mass ever. But I think, but I think like just a mass massacre, just a mass massacre of of his own people, yeah. of his own, of of, of nine hundred and eighteen. I think you said right, mm-hmm. um, um, Americans, and you know, they did a yeah. Cause I think it was in California. They have like the um. Is it California where they have the uh, memorial for the four hundred and uh, Jonestown? I think is it Jonestown? It's like a it's like a mass burial. A mass burial yeah. for for the four hundred and so um, or not Jonestown, Georgetown. Georgetown for the four hundred and twenty or where he said yeah um, 409. and nine unmarked unmarked names, which is or the the nine hundred and eighteen people there were they yeah. were. They were all taken, but I believe the people who were identified had their own funerals. Yes, and the four hundred that, that weren't identified were all like in a mass burial. But they had, but they have a nice, you know, you can go there and with your for your respects and yeah. and everything and yeah, you know, fucking good old fucking fat fuck Jim is fucking fish shit right now or gone like his ashes are just gone gone. But if you guys are interested, there's a guy on YouTube called Grim Life Collective, and he actually goes to the. People's Temple in Los Angeles, and it's 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 a. I, I showed you guys yeah, a couple yeah. nights ago, like I think last podcast yeah, yeah, recording. Yeah. It's it's um really interesting, and it's also really eerie. I yeah. think just being in, the, hearing the hearing the the story and and 
and then being there where it's, it's, this history took place must yeah. be just um it's fucking you probably, you probably feel a uh some sort of presence there yeah it's like a thick presence of yeah. mm-hmm. of everything but yeah that's uh this the, i just want to leave this with like yeah this is where you get the famous distasteful kind yeah. of thing of don't drink the kool-aid which is just it's not even correct it's yeah, not even wrong. factual no because it's it was flavor right because he was a cheap bitch yeah and, and th- that's where you get that that yeah, saying. That's that saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what's been unfortunately, hard. and people probably don't even know the saying, or don't like um they don't even know the probably the, the meaning, conversation. right? They probably it's like oh don't don't drink the Kool Aid because they heard someone say it, and then it's like oh what happened? Oh, a couple of people drink and die, and they're probably thinking oh maybe a group of like five, six, ten, maybe ten max. I, I thought it was like a hundred people when I originally. Yes. Well, it wasn't the first time I saw it, but no, I enough, right? And then, right? And then, and, and, and it's just fucked. And then, yeah, like then, and yeah, I'm not gonna get mad at people who say that, who didn't know. It's like fair enough, you didn't know, yeah. but now you do know. And let me don't say that saying because out of respect for the people who unfortunately did yeah. lose their life. And in this documentary, mm-hmm. when they do the aerial shot of the helicopter, you you see all the dead people. Like it's and they don't blur it. You see dead. It it looks like a film with like. It, Any action movie where it's just like a whole bunch of dead bodies, and you got the hero on the helicopter going, oh, how could they do this? It's like, yeah, that's what it looked like, and it's just bodies after bodies after bodies. And mm-hmm. It's it's horrifying. It, it is, and uh, yeah, so you know, it's, I, I I have nothing else to say. Do you guys? I'm. This this is this is tough because I think we want it. We want it. We want to bring facts to you guys, but we also want to do it in the most respectful way. Yeah. And we want to make sure that the people who have been affected by um, these... Um, it's travesty. Yeah, these, these terrible fucking... pieces of history that have happened. We want to make sure that the families and the people connected, um, that they they don't feel like we're being disrespectful. And we really, we really want to be as respectful as possible. I know mm-hmm. I keep saying that in these podcasts and these, these YouTube videos, but I really want to make it clear to uh, our listeners and, and the people who follow us that by no means are we ever trying to be disrespectful. And, and no. please, if we have any of the facts wrong or, or if know. we... If we, we didn't something. touch on yeah. anything, please let us know. I mean, we're learning. Yeah. We're, we uh, we aren't perfect. We we don't we don't know everything. So we are we are very interested in hearing feedback and also um, and also hearing some some stuff that we maybe missed. Please be respectful in the comments and and, and please uh, keep mindful that these are these are people's lives that we're talking about here. This episode of Capture Tin Hats. This has been all of it. Bye. And talking. See you next week. Mm-hmm. Sound.